Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, that's right. We're glad you could join us. It's time to sit back, get comfortable, talk about some weird stuff. Just chill for a while. Welcome to After Hours with the Rise Guys. Here's Madman at nine. Yes, sir. Jimmy Jack Jackie. Matthew. What's up? Man, just hanging out. I'm excited to do a podcast today. It is. It is episode 14 of After Hours with the Rise Guys. Yeah, it is, man. Was in on doing this for four months. I am Matt Man. He is nine. He would choose to speak for himself. Oh, yeah, I am nine. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> Thanks for listening to After Hours with the Rise Guys. We're glad to have you with us. We didn't get canceled. We made it past the 12 uh, week uh, beta test. Well, this hasn't been posted yet. Oh. But if you're listening to it, we didn't get canceled. We didn't get canceled if you well, hear this. So. Yeah, Matt's right. Yeah. Uh, you are. You? Uh, so coming off of all the stuff we've come off with, you know, what's interesting about a podcast is that you record it in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had someone on Twitter the other day comment to me on a podcast from four and a half years ago. I figured out when the show they were talking about. Yeah. So when you say it, the world can change, society can change. And so what i'm telling you right now is that we're recording this on tuesday november 10th you will hear it in the future hopefully if we don't get canceled yeah but you won't hear it before uh, veterans day november 11th thank you for your service in advance yeah or if uh, if you listen to this after november 11th thank you for your service in general in general thank you um so we just came off of uh, the 2020 election yeah we did it was last it was a week ago today man a week ago today. Yeah, one, one Tuesday was election day. Today's the Marine Corps birthday. Yes. Happy birthday to y'all as well. Semper Fi. Y'all got good cakes. We've had the, some oh, of the Marine God. Corps birthday cake before they cut with yeah, a, a saber. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <sighs> so. I like cake a lot. I love the band, the the, the actual cake itself. The food I like crab more than the cakes? band. Yeah, crab you cakes are that? good. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't found a cake I didn't like. Yeah, um, Coconut probably. <laughs> Urinal cakes, love them. Oh, well, <laughs> they have a purpose. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we, we just Funnel came cakes? Up, okay. That's enough um, cakes. 
You see, I can't ever let you win those. I know, I know. Hey. I'm, I'm love little Debbie cakes. Yeah, <laughs> you doubling up on me. I'll we'll, we'll, that we'll, we'll we'll work it out. But one thing that that I I don't I don't want to say that spurred this thought because nine you are the one that kind of said you know what would be fun to talk about today. But through all the the election stuff, there was a guy that. I don't watch a lot of news. I didn't seek it out, but there was a guy that I wanted to hear what he thought with all the election stuff that was going on this year. Yeah. Now, I, I knew through the news that he didn't necessarily, you know, support one guy that you would think that he may would have, but I just remember that feeling of missing the antics of George W. Bush. Well, he's a decider. He's the decider. He's the decider. Remember, he said that when he was president, one of his famous ones was, I'm the decider. I'm the decider. I'm the decider, yeah. Because he kind of, like, distanced himself from from Trump. Yeah, he... Very much so. He really has. The whole family has. Jeb did as well. And by the way, we're going to talk about uh, some presidential stuff here. Uh, We're going to talk about people who've been president during our lifetimes, but I'm just going to tell you... We're not going to sit here and, and talk a bunch of like red and blue tribal no. politics stuff. We, uh-uh. We're not going to do that. We're not into that. I will um, tell you, though, Nine is wearing a red shirt and a red hat. Yeah. yeah Hulk Hogan of... and Tribbles Bar are represented today. Yeah, man. I got the American flag on my Hulk Hogan shirt, which I, is red. I and, got a WrestleMania shirt on today. And then, uh, then, then my shirt says American is F. What WrestleMania is this? Uh, they don't have the number on it. It was Savage versus Warrior. I think that's seven, man. Is it seven? Yeah. And then I'm wearing the beautiful uh, Camo Galay hat. Seven, uh, WrestleMania seven was Savage. I don't know. It was Big Boss Man and uh, uh, who was Big Boss Man fighting? Roddy uh, Piper. Roddy Piper, yeah. I don't know if that actually happened, and I'm pretty sure the Hart Foundation lost the titles to the Nasty Boys at WrestleMania seven. Yeah, because this had him versus Jake Snake and Bruce Barber. But the and that was never a tag team. This may have just been a compilation T shirt. But the main event at that WrestleMania was uh, Hulk Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter for the championship. Well, maybe it's just a best of shirt. Yeah, got it at Walmart for seven dollars. I'd get it too. It's a great pickup. I'd get two of them. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, we're not going to. This get isn't going to be politically driven. No, we're not no. into the divisive political stuff. I mean, the fact is that. I mean, you know, I know plenty of people who supported both candidates in this election. I have my own opinions, but I don't really care what you think, and you shouldn't really care what I think. Just make up your own mind. And at this point, whatever. Yeah. We're going to look at it kind of the way, and thank you for the the feedback. Absolutely, we appreciate the feedback, especially with this show, because it is a brand new thing, and it's a totally different audience from our Rise Guys morning show on 93.3 The Planet. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and, I don't, and I haven't been able to gauge exactly what type of audience yet. Because I have such a good feel for our audience on the Rise Guys morning show, but After Hours is obviously new, and I don't have as, as good a feel for this audience yet. And we're on more of a national platform now with that, you know, being on the radio.com and, and now on Amazon Music and all that, too. Yeah, man. So it's a different thing. But yeah, the- Anybody could be listening to this. The stress point we were trying to make is that it won't be politically driven, but the one compliment that uh, I was sharing with you, Nine, is that several folks have said that they enjoy about this. It's just you and I just sitting and talking. Yeah. Now, that's what we do in the mornings, but then, you know, there's other jo- join-ins, uh, there'll, there'll be phone calls that will be taken. This is just you and I just sitting and talking. Yeah. Uh, and with that, a lot of times we drift back to our childhood and, and kind of do that thing that a lot of people at our age group kind of do now. Yeah. We're in a throwback kind of retro 
kind of feel, whatever. Yeah, 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 we, we are. And if, if, by the way, I'll, I'll mention this real quick. If you listen, last week, uh, we did have one lady get mad at us because uh, we talked about Rush Limbaugh for a little bit last week. Yes. But I will say we were quite complimentary of him and his success in his career. And, and his, wished his him professionalism. speedy we did, recovery. did wish him well. Again, I don't think recovery is really the prognosis, but wished him well. Wished him well. Yeah. Great um, point. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it just – the thing I, I pointed out that rubbed somebody the wrong way, all the all the nice things you said about him, out the window didn't matter. Somebody got rubbed the wrong way because I said that he talks about the mainstream media, the lamestream media, but he's part of the mainstream media. Sure. And, I, I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. It isn't meant to be offensive or to be harmful to him. It's just kind of true. He's so very, I hear an apology. He's very mainstream. Not an apology, but just more of a making the point that there was yeah. no ill will made with that. It's short. a comment to say he's mainstream. He's very successful. He's on more radio stations than anybody. Yeah. Now, with this, I will have to tell you that I am 45 years old. Sometimes I joke on the Rise Guys Morning Show, but it's more of kind of a jest thing to try to make people really look at me and say, are you really that young or yeah. that old? Yeah. So I was born in 1975. That math makes sense. Yes. It's 2020 now. Well, yeah. we don't know when they're going to listen. And I'm almost 36. I'll be 36 a month from the day we're recording this. is my 36th birthday. Got this a birthday coming up. And I don't have much family left, so send me presents. Okay. Do you Patreon? <laughs> Yeah. Make up for my grandma's all being dead. Yeah, uh, sure. Um, I want $10 checks in the mail. So what we, Nine pointed this out, we should talk about the our favorite fun presidential moments or some of our favorite presid, presidents, perhaps? Yeah, because we've all, I mean, we've both lived through uh, many presidencies. And um, Matt, you got a few years of Jimmy Carter that you probably don't remember well. No. And then uh, we both experienced uh, Reagan. That's where my memories start. And uh, George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, uh, Barack Obama, and President Donald Trump. He's showing off for y'all now. We can do them from beginning to end. And now we found out last week we can do them backwards to front. Yeah, we can. Do them Presidential way. order. I don't want to do that right now. No, good, no. Good, that good. Warren G. Harding will get us. It will, man. Um, if not him, damn Coolidge. Yeah, I, I remember very, very little about Jimmy Carter except a little bit from Saturday Night Live, but then again, I could have been watching that when I was 10. Who knows? But I remember the thing where you would put your finger on the front of your teeth, push up your lip, and then smile, and that was the Jimmy Carter impression. Yeah, it was. Now, And my grandpa called him a pussy. Yeah, I don't remember anything about Jimmy Carter because I wasn't born until 84, but looking back on how I heard people talk about him, because he was talked about a lot in mm-hmm. my childhood because – but world, from Atlanta. The world was a lot smaller then. So a guy from Georgia who was the president 10 years ago was Incredible. still a pretty big deal. Yes. The world was much smaller then than it is yes. right now. But, uh, but, but yeah, it just seemed like the impression that, that I have now from what I know of him is that he might have been too nice to be president in a way. He might have been like, too 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 good a dude to, to do that. You know what I mean? Salt of the earth. Not that he's perfect, but yeah, he's he's too salt of the earth to be. He's a farmer. The president. I mean, you're literally the salt of the earth if you're a farmer. You are. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, hey, I never thought about that before. I mean, he, he very humble. He, he had a lot of humility. Didn't do a very good job as a result of being too nice. No. No. So you agree with my grandpa? Yeah, I guess so. I, guess kinda, I just said that in a much nicer way, but same sentiment. <laughs> I just gave a little more thought before I said it. Yeah. Is Rosalind, uh, is she still living? I think they both are. Oh, I, I know believe. he is. I can't remember her. 
Yeah, I remember very little about Jimmy Carter, at least from the pop culture kind of way, I guess we're going to look at things today. Man, the biggest thing I know about Carter's presidency is probably the the gas lines, people waiting in yeah. line for gas. Oh, yeah. You had certain days you could go buy gas. You had to wait a long time to get gas. You might not be able to even get a full tank of gas. You could just get some gas on your day to buy gas. Interesting Matt Man fact. Do you remember that uh, that was the first word that I read? Was gas. Gas? Yes. Yeah, and you've On had a it ever sign. Since. On a sign, yeah. Yep. <laughs> gas, they said. Yeah. It's because he poops so much. He's because he's got gas. He stepped he's, on a frog. He's always breaking wind. Yeah. Matthew, pass gas. But, uh, after, uh, but after Jimmy Carter's where our memories kind of kick up, and oh, it yeah. was Ronald Reagan. It was Reagan. everything. It was navy blue suit, Ronald Reagan, and, and Nancy, and just say no, and it was, uh, I mean, America's dad. It was... It was Emmanuel Lewis. It was Webster and Michael Jackson hanging yeah. out at the. It was Mr. T hanging out at the Just Say No uh, gala. Yeah, so you had this Just Say No thing, and like sitcoms were very wholesome at that point. And then you still there's still porn and, and drugs all over Times Square. You know, it wasn't Just Say No. They were actually daring us not to do it. They were just daring. I dare you to do drugs. Yeah. No. I don't just tell you not to do it. I dare you. I dare you to keep kids off drugs was the message. If, dare you to keep kids off. Yeah, and guess what? If you do drugs, it's going to make sunny-side-up eggs yep. out of your brain. Yep, your your brain is an egg, but if if you do drugs, it's a frying egg in a pan, sunny-side-up. Didn't even bust the yolk. Any questions? Yeah. Got milk? Yeah. You know, all that Where's stuff. the beef? Where's the beef? <laughs> all those things. Avoid the Noid. Um... <laughs> Yeah, dude, Ronald Reagan, I mean, it was it was the 80s, as I've often said. For me, I'm older than you, nine, but the, the 80s, for me, the greatest decade. There was just so much pop culture richness of, yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's when the, the when we talked about the mainstream last week. The mainstream never been more mainstream than it was in the 1980s. Absolutely. I mean, and it was flowing freely. It was a 12-lane highway, the mainstream in the 80s. It was just packed full of content. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember being a little kid but i remember it was a prosperous time for my parents um I, they were doing well you know i mean during that presidency they were doing well they were making money and they were they were keeping money and they were, were they making a money. hand over fist i don't know about that but they were doing well we would they would take like, not not lavish trips or anything they're not that type of people but i mean they you know they took a trip to like uh new orleans and uh, nashville and memphis and all kind of places oh, along man. the way and, and beach trips and just, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, good 1980s road trip family vacation stuff. Absolutely. When I was a wee little kid, I don't really remember a lot of them, but uh, I, I saw pictures of them along the way. So, yeah, it seemed like a, a prosperous time. And, of course, now, 30-odd years later, I understand why it was a prosperous time. Sure. It was because they just got credit and hadn't earned it yet. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it was. That's why the 80s was so prosperous, because we didn't mess up our credit. I had a, a a grandmother who was she worked at a, a sewing hall, quite literally a sewing hall, and mm-hmm. my grandfather was maintenance guy at Furman, and lived at Po Mill, which if you've listened to previous episodes, a mill village based off of a mill being uh, there in the community. Yeah, uh, they had a beach home at Myrtle Beach at Ocean Lakes, which again is a, a community beach area, but it was a once uh, at the beginning it was a trailer but then it became a home yeah and well 
People How? Could, people could do things like that back then. Back then, people bought houses in their 20s a lot more often than they do now. Some people do it now, but the well, majority of people don't. They also, uh, you know, really scrounged, too, my grandparents. Oh, that yeah. was the ones where we recycled the bathwater. It also helped them to save money because they, they, a lot of them grew up during the Depression, so they knew how to save money. They knew how to stretch everything. That's just how they lived. Yeah, but I was so, a kid. I The, the I boy, I had to go last. You had to go last in Grandpa's dirty bathwater. Gray. It was yeah. gray water. because yeah, he was a maintenance man at, at Furman. The university. His hands were black when he came home. Yeah, the uh, but there was oh yeah so yeah all the, the well how did they have all the money? You have more bills now. The bills you do have cost more now. The price of everything has gone up a lot more than your salary has gone up. Right. I mean, percentage wise, we we make more than we did in the eighties, but not that much more considering that you know like the the, the price of a twenty ounce bottled drink has gone up. 150% since the 80s. It was like 79 cents when I was a little kid. Now it's $2. It's like that thing. I, I see this a lot when I'm looking up historical stuff. It'll say, this home was built for $80,000, which, in, and I'm using that as the example, in today's money would have been $14 billion. Yes. And it tells you like, Whoa, how did they have that much money then, but that much money then isn't that much money now? Exactly. The multiplier you add in. Yeah. You know, when you when I think back to, I think it was 1984, the first baseball player to get $1 million per year was Nolan Ryan. $1 million per year. And then they would equate that to, did you know they sold Babe Ruth for $100,000? You know, what I like to look that up is, I just pulled one up here, is uh, things like arenas and football stadiums. Mm-hmm. Where the Georgia Dome, uh, they opened it in 1992. They broke ground at the end of 1989. They built it for $214 million, which would be $390 million in modern money. Do they have that same thing just out of curiosity for Soldier Field? I'm sure they do. Have you ever seen, like, oh, I know you have, but paid attention to the architecture of Soldier Field in Chicago? Yeah. It is like somewhere that the Greeks would have, have watched some guy fight a tiger, or like David versus Goliath would have happened there. It's just, just the, the architecture, the... The way that they had that type of ingenuity is incredible. All right, so Soldier Field's a little complicated because they've done so much renovation to it over the years. Oh, yeah. Uh, but when they originally built it, uh, by the way, it, it opened in uh, 1924, mm-hmm. 96 years ago. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it originally cost $13 million, which would have been $194 million as of 2015. Yeah. So $200 million today, roughly. Uh, but then they did $632 million in renovations cool. in 2001, which would be somehow $878 million in 2015. So what was $632 million in 2001 became nearly $900 million in 2020. Yeah. So that's when all these businesses say, yeah, we're, our business is worth $300 million a year. Well, is it's really like probably like $6 million. Yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. I never thought about that before. But yeah, that's just one thing to think about. So that and that's and that's when you kind of learn as, as you get older. You find out that like for every dollar, it's lent out like nine to fourteen times. Yeah. So that's where you have the availability of the dollar. Yeah, and the eighties was really when people like our parents could get credit, like easily, readily available credit. We really kind of built the financial house of cards in the eighties under President Reagan. Were you around when they had the before they had the scanners when they used to have to put it in that little? Uh, oh yeah, the carbon slider. copies. Oh yeah, the, so you remember that? Yeah, I remember those very well. Those were around the, through through most of my childhood, I think. See, I remember. Still the internet on 
Fridays. We always had a Friday thing when my parents got off. They worked from 5.30 to 3.30. And my dad would come home. He would go clock in and then take my mom. They worked at the same place, yeah. still huddle. They would. He would clock in, then do a little work, and then come home and get us up and ready for school yep. on the clock. Yeah. And then go back to work. That's what happened. But on Fridays when they got home, uh, I would ride with him to this particular place, and then we would go get my grandparents, and we would go to dinner, usually at K&S, and then we'd go to Walmart and then go home and watch TV. Yep. The place that we went every Friday was a place called Commercial Credit. Okay, yeah, yep. I never really like thought about what it was. I was like, what? What is this? Whatever, you know. I gotta go pay a done. That's what mm-hmm. my daddy always called. Always go a pay done. a done. Yeah. And he's done in me. And dude, so think about that. Like we're living on a mill hill. They're driving beaters, an awful rusty brown station wagon, and a '72 Nova. Yep. And they had to get credit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like, and the availability was there, so they didn't have the means to get it, but they had the availability to get all the credit they wanted. Yep. <laughs> Same thing with my parents, and then that credit they got in the '80s, it wasn't so good by the '90s. Mm-mm. No, that's when they started repoing a lot of them uh, beach houses and uh, mountain properties and whatnot. Horses, Absol- horses were repoed. Absolutely did. <laughs> But yeah, the Reagan era was very, very prosperous in America, and people lived it up. And I mean, it was like National Lampoon's Vacation, just not as funny. Yeah. But then, uh, but then you go from him, and then uh, in 1988, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush takes office. He he steps up. Not gonna Yeah. Yeah, man. And the, 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 like <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of my thoughts about presidents, uh, president, yeah, presidencies. Is based off of Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, and the impression Dana Carvey did of H.W. Bush was was incredible, and everybody remembers. Read my lips, no new taxes, not and then gonna die. And not gonna die. Not gonna die. Yeah, that, that's what people remember about him. But that's when the, the it definitely the mood was changing by the time H.W. got really in, interred. Like we got more serious, whereas it was more fun loving Reagan time. It seemed to get more serious, and part of that obviously was Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Reagan was kind of Gatsby era. Yeah, a, it, it a, really was. In a weird way. And was, then we had this. Yeah, it was like the, the fat t-shirt wearing Gilded Age instead yeah. of the fancy Gilded Age. Yeah, more ab- abrasive in looks. Like you had Reagan up there. He'd call Nancy Mommy. Yeah. Hey, Mommy. I remember how heartbroken I was to find out he had Alzheimer's yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you had more of a hard edge kind of guy with uh, George H.W. Especially knowing what all he did now. Knowing now what he, for us to know what he knew for us now, knowing what he had done in the '60s and '70s, You're talking about JFK. We, well, I'm talking about his his all his work with the CIA and, and shadow companies in the Caribbean and well, like Cuban related that day. Cuban yeah. related stuff, all that sure. stuff, no, all that absolutely. stuff. They ain't absolutely. Texans, they Connecticut bankers. Prescott Bush, check it out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah there's a, there's all that. But yeah, I mean, and it makes sense that it would be a harder edge now because he was a he tried not to be as hard a guy as he was, but he was in fact quite hard. Yeah. Oh, absolutely he was. Yeah. Yeah, he had uh he wanted to well I do okay, it's not it's not gonna be politically driven. Yeah. Any of that stuff. But you know, I'll tell you one thing uh, about my whole American experience, I guess that sounds so lame, but Well this would have been like most of your high school days was H. W. Bush. Yeah, but I mean even prior to that, so there's this video and it, it's it's real, but like it's it's Ronald Reagan making a speech, and it was a very important speech. And you see this guy who I find out later is some very wealthy financier mm-hmm. touch him on the back and say, 
all right, shut up, wrap it up, or something like, very sternly speaking to the president. Yeah. And then you find out, you know, there's other hands involved and there's other puppeteers and things. And Some it's, string pulling, allegedly, yeah. potentially, possibly, yeah. That really made me kind of really sad, yeah. you know? Yeah, but then George H.W. Bush gets in the, in the Oval Office, and he's kind of one of the ones pulling the strings. Yes, yes. Texas, oil. Yep. Middle East, oil. Yeah. Are yeah. they friends? OPEC, anybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It became all about oil, and there was some war, and obviously a lot of ties to the uh, the uh, the defense industry. I mean, that was a big big part of Bush's pres- uh, presidency. Was and obviously he he'd always, for that point, been thirty years working with oil, working in oil, working with defense, working in defense. Yeah. I mean, working with the CIA, et cetera. So it, it made sense that was his agenda because that had always kind of been his agenda. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Do you have, uh, do you recall, like, you know, there, there's those those things about, uh, do you know where you were when this happened or where you were, you know, the 9-11, when you heard or this or that. I will never in a million years forget when we started Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Operation Desert Shield. Yeah, I remember exactly where I was because that was, was a Wednesday night. I was in first grade, I think, and it was one of the days that uh, my parents had a fallen out and nobody came to pick me up from school. And I'm talking about it was dark when they came to get me and I found out that Desert Shield started. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I remember exactly that day. Well, we <laughs> were on our way well. to Wednesday night church, of course, and uh, it, w- it came on the radio and... It would have been on Christian radio because we listened to Christian radio on the way to church. Mm-hmm. And I remember it, it had been so long, I guess, since we'd had any kind of uh, war conflicts, I guess, other than Grenada, which some people don't even act like it happened. Um, I remember the the preacher even changed his sermon that night. So, like, we need to get together. We need to all come down to the altar and join hands and pray for our nation because we're going to war again. Yeah. I, I remember as a child here, that would have been one of those nights when they probably shut out all the kids, go to the nursery. Yeah. Because I remember as a kid, my heart beating out of my chest like, I'm going to have to go to war. Yeah. I was like 14, 15, I think. Yeah. You know, not then, but when I hit 18, I'm going to get drafted. Oh, yeah. 
Oh my God! It was very like even now I feel some of that anxiety of how I felt then. That was strange. Oh yeah, man. Um, they wouldn't have wanted me. It, it was. I mean, my my parents were all about it. My mom used to write letters to soldiers and stuff. Oh man, pen, oh the she the, had all these pen pals and did stuff. She put the yellow uh, ribbons up. Oh yeah, yellow yeah. ribbons everywhere back during that war. Oh, Way God. more yellow ribbons for Desert Storm than there were for anything that went on in Afghanistan or Iraq since then. They never gave it a color. No, but, yeah, I mean, all the other colors were taken. You think about it, the, the pink. You know, that's yeah. gone to breast cancer. Yeah, it was very very patriotic time of support the troops. You know, Irish and, was green. Now, they really, during that war, very clever. They really hammered support the troops during Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And boy, we did. Nothing about supporting the war or the war effort or what it was about, but support the troops. And damn it, we did. Yes. that Man, that was so many different charitable efforts. And you hope all of them were on the up and up. But so many charitable efforts. Uh, all the, the yellow ribbons everywhere. Just support, uh, support yeah. Support yeah. the troops. Yeah, and and we can't mention uh, the Reagan and the George H. W. Bush without me mentioning a guy from South Carolina by the name of Lee Atwater, mm. who was one of the most important political figures in the last fifty years of American history. Um, he died. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. Let's see. He died in uh, 1991, March 29th, 1991. He was 40 years old. Brilliant political strategist. Good Lord. Um, there's a, a documentary about him called Boogeyman because he was like the whole Karl Rove playbook that worked so well mm. that was him i mean that he was uh, there's a good chance that if, if lee atwater had not died in 1991 that bill clinton wouldn't have won the presidency in 1992 because lee atwater was good on his way he was good he was dirty i mean hw bush may have won re-election with atwater at the helm because he was that good what uh what what got him at such a young age do you know his brain say? tumor oh my god yeah brain tumor oh God. But yeah, the documentary of it came out like 10, 12 years ago. It's called Boogeyman, the Lee Atwater story. Is it on HBO Max? No, I don't know where to find it streaming right now, but man, it's really good. I mean, it's worth it's worth watching. Yeah. I won't tell you to rent it for a couple of bucks, but if you really want to see an interesting movie about, the, if you really want to learn a lot about American politics, that's a great way to learn a lot about an interesting figure and the way he worked American politics. Who would have been his VP? Bill Hicks? No, it still would have been Quayle and, and Bush. He wouldn't have run for president. Oh, he was, he, he was a, he's a strategist. A uh, strategist. Yeah. There you go. Like Carl Rowe. Predecessor to Carl Rowe. Sure. Yeah. Huh. Oh, man, now you got me thinking. I want to check that out. Oh, you should. You should. But Lee but, you know, did die. Yeah. And, and you, you know, I, I'm sitting there, like, playing all this back in my head. Support our troops. I never heard the sentiment of bring our boys and girls home. It was always support our troops. Mm -hmm. Bring them home. Yeah. Which... They go there. You want to get the job done. But yeah, it, yeah, it took a long time to get to the, well, let's bring them home now. Yeah, yeah. That but, conflict went on quite a long time. But, it, I mean, it, it kept going. But the, the main part of it in the early 90s wrapped up a lot faster than the more recent stuff. Oh, without question. That drug on for years and years and years. But in the early 90s, they were over there for a couple of years. And yeah, the majority of them came back. Yeah. You said that. That's the one that's, I mean, still going on to this day. It's been going on for 20 years now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the uh, – but. Atwater did die, and Bill Clinton became president in 1992. Uh, I can't do a good Clinton. Man, I can't, I can't either. It's, it's like you just have to sound uh, exhausted. 1992. I can barely talk. I'm, I'm tired. so tired. It's starting been, to sound like Kirk White. I've been having so much sex with all these ladies. I'm just dehydrated. Like, if it wasn't the president, you'd think he was on opioids real bad. Might be. I don't know. Yeah. but there, And Clinton was, a, I'd say, a fairly prosperous era again. Seemed like some post-war prosperity, but it, not the same level as no, Reagan. No. It was definitely muted, different kind of prosperity. 
It was a big business prosperity in, in under under Clinton's reign. That's when that's when we all got the internet too. No, sure, everything changed about that. Yeah. Everything changed about that. Yeah, a lot changed under President Bill Clinton. I'm try- I, was, I know you're looking at me right now because I have a puzzled look on my face, but what was his age, Bill Clinton? Do you, you don't have to look it up. Just had the top of your head. He was in his 40s. God bless. Yeah. But that this, is just incredible to well, think about. Well, you have to think, Bill Clinton right now is younger than uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden. And so is George W. Bush. They're both younger than either man who just ran for president. Yeah, Biden's the oldest ever yeah, elected. Older than Reagan, older than uh, older than Trump and Reagan, who Which are is I think, two of the oldest. Incredible, because Biden in the White House, you know, they say it's haunted. He could actually be scared by ghosts that are younger than he is. Yeah, it's possible. That's incredible. It's, mm. I mean, he's like seventy-seven. Mm. Yeah, paranormal. But yeah, that's that's. I mean, I've said that on our other show plenty of times. How it concerns me that our politicians have gotten so much older since then. Yeah, the the whole thing of you know, uh, older, wiser that thing. You know, we've had grandparents to an extent to it at a certain point, and then they start saying, "No, why did I walk in here?" Or they're you know they're walking out of the room and a testicles hanging out of the front of the boxer, and that's grandma. I'm just gonna say this: How many people <laughs> in their mid to late seventies do you trust to be in charge? No, especially if something as important as the presidency. Yeah, like if they need a personal shopper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless it's, you know, like, okay, that's a very broad uh, paintbrush I just made there. That's just a joke. Yeah, just a joke. Well, I don't want to get any more negative text. We've all been positivity until last week's show. Man, we've been talking about this for 30 minutes. We've said several things that piss somebody off because they're just going to take it wrong. Yeah, well, Bill Clinton, uh, again, it, I think the point of view about Bill Clinton is it depends on Horn where— Horn dog played saxophone? Depends on—oh, Arsenio Hall. Yeah, but, See, that was the move. That was the move. You got to get back to where you were. Well, no, it was away. it was just you know, our show. We live in Greenville, South Carolina, which very 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 red state. Very red area, especially. Well, the upstate is the reddest part of a red state. Oh, without question. Yeah, Charleston kind of blue. But I can remember my mom, who I'm not going to tell you her affiliation of party because she prefers I not mention her politics. Yeah. You can figure it out. She warmed up when she saw, because we watched Arsenio Hall in our family. Yeah. Even my mom's like, whoop, 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 whoop. She, that melted her heart to see him put on those sunglasses, which I now feature. Yeah. Uh, and and to play that saxophone, because it was, it was charisma at one of its finest ways for a presidential figure. It was. Very charismatic guy, fun-loving guy. I mean, he just seemed like fun, and yeah. he seemed capable. And he was young-looking. And he, he was capable. Well, he balanced the budget. Ain't nobody done it since. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the, uh, the yeah. I guess, oh, hell, I forgot where I was going with that. There was something. Else. Oh, oh the yeah. charisma. No, I was, I, he, he won uh, some southern states, did Clinton, by, with his charisma. And the fact that he was southern, being from Arkansas, yeah. he sounded southern. He, he just was southern. And he won uh, a lot of states in the south because he was southern. Yeah. And it's another way America has changed so much in the span of 28 years is that Bill Clinton, being a Democrat, could carry a lot of those southern states by virtue of being southern and southern alone. At that point, I think if a guy like Trump had run, you know, a New York, a brash New York businessman, he wouldn't have done well in the South at all in 1992. But now he does extremely well in the South. But the old South, you know, they'd be like, ah, carpet bag and Yankee realtor, I don't want that. That's, just what, <laughs> that's what my dad would have said. And my grandpas would have said. That's what they would have said. I knew it was an older carpet bag. Right? Yeah, it's great. just, that's just, and again, that's not me passing judgment or, or, or slamming anybody. It's just what I view yeah. as a generational change I've seen since 1992. It just reminded me of my grandma said that, not that she was alive, but that Abraham Lincoln looked like a chimney sweeper. Yeah. Because that's what chimney sweepers would dress 
they would dress as Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, they, they would. They would wear the tall hats. The stovepipe hat. Yeah. yeah. That's how you know they were chimney sweepers. I guess so. Their job, think about that for a damn minute. Yeah. Their job was to go sweep chimneys. It was. It was. Thank God. But, but yeah, the, I guess what we remember about Bill Clinton's presidency, what I remember about Bill Clinton's presidency is Pepsi points. Blue dresses. Yeah, the blue dress. Uh, I remember like Beavis and Butthead, Buff Coat and Beaver. Buff Coat I remember and a lot of congressional hearings because apparently everybody just got C-SPAN for the first time. Was that when the, uh, the pubic hair on the uh, Coke can? Was that there in, uh, with... Uh, I don't remember that. I think... What? I don't. You don't remember... Uh, oh, gosh. No oh, this is fun. Is. There was the guy who was trying to get on Supreme Court. Anita Hill was Clarence her Thomas. Name. Clarence Thomas. Yeah, I think... Cl- I was trying to think if that was during Clinton's administration. Him. I think maybe W. Bush. Okay, was Clarence it? Thomas. Okay, because I was going to say, if those two intersected, that would have been odd. Yeah, I'm look. i got to make sure. I just remember, like, being a kid and hearing them on the news talking about pubic hair... On coke cans and yeah. i was like they, they, they never would fully say like how it got there or whatever i'm wow. thinking like did dude stick it down his pants and one just stuck on there or did he purposefully yank one out and then lay it on there like what was the deal it was hw bush in 1991 okay he uh, succeeded uh, thurgood marshall on supreme court that's right yeah that's right yeah so yeah that was yeah but that was 1991 Hey, I remember the, the Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill situation, but I forgot the specifics of it. Oh, the, that's young, all man. I remembered, obviously, was pubic hair and coke cans. Yeah. So the name that, of my new album. So that was then, and then the cleanse was defined by uh, by oral sex in, in the Oval Office. Yeah. Which, again, that was a really big deal in, in the late 90s when it happened, but now it would not be a big deal at all. How? I don't understand. This is not a politically driven point here. It, it doesn't matter to me what the affiliation was. But how did that just how did that just get passed? That we just all said, I mean, this is supposed to be a place that a lot of people, a lot of patriotic people look the White House as a lot of people would look at the Vatican. Yeah. It's a sacred ground, yeah. right? The guy in the Oval Office, the powerful room, not mm-hmm. the war rooms, powerful, got a Hummer yeah. in there from an intern. Yeah, he did. It wasn't his wife. I'm not I'm not appalled. I'm just shocked. Well, it was a really big deal. A lot of people were extremely pissed off about it. It's how the nation came to know Kenneth Starr for the first time. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was impeachment and there was- Janet all, Reno. People were trying like hell to get that man out of office. I mean, the, the 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 Republicans really wanted him out of office, and a lot of a lot of conservative church going family people really wanted him out of office. Over that, yeah. Now, obviously, they've Stormy. changed they, they've changed their tune quite Stormy. a bit since, since 1996. Didn't you love Will Ferrell's uh, Janet Reno? And Newt Gingrich is rolling in his grave. That's just where he sleeps. He's dead. He's alive. Okay, I was about That's to say. That's just where he sleeps. I just got. I was about to, I just got worked, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you remember that Kenneth Starr and Newt Gingrich? Oh, they, they were just gunning for Bill Clinton at his office at that point, but yeah. couldn't get it. What about Ollie North? Uh, whose uh, term did that happen in? I'm not trying to quiz you. I just don't know. Man, I don't remember. It seems like that was maybe Clinton into Bush. I just remember uh, an uncle who had a, uh, a really tall mesh trucker hat that was made of foam in the front. You know those old foam uh, hats? Yeah. You know, not that it's like one of those tall 10-gallon cowboy hats. It yeah. sounds stupid the way I'm describing it. But anyway, it said, get him Ollie. And I remember asking him, like, who's Ollie? And he would try to explain it to me, and I, had, I zeroed out. I had no idea, but I know it was during the, the Iran-Contra hearing. Yeah, he, he came to prominence during that, but then he got into politics later in uh, the, the mid-'90s. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think mean, it was pre that then. Ran for Senate, and he really just, and then he's just been a talking head on TV for a while. Yeah, like my image of him is his hand up in the air, you know, swearing to God. Yeah. Supreme Court. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, but the, 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 the uh, irony there is, is quite interesting. But, yeah, Bill Clinton, that ends in uh, 19 and 96. Well, that's when he got his second term. You're right. Yeah, that's when he beat Bob Dole. 88 in the, in the pen. Yep, yep, yep. He beat Bob Dole in his pen. That's when Ross Perot was the guy who ran. And it's worth mentioning. I mentioned this on the Rise Guys Morning Show last week, but it's worth mentioning here that Ross Perot got nearly 20% of the vote running as an independent in 1992 when Clinton ran against uh, George H.W. Bush. I had no clue. I knew that it was. It surprised a lot of people to turn out for Perot, but mm-hmm. I had no idea that a, a fifth of Americans voted for him. And I'm pretty sure, I'm not a political scientist, but I'm pretty sure that nearly 20% of the vote that went to Ross Perot uh, cost H.W. Bush a second term in office. Because America oh, yeah. does not like a one-term president. It's very rare that you get a one-term president, uh, especially the last well, 50 years. We've had a lot of two-term presidencies. Yeah, you're right. Well, 40 years. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Wow. I'm sorry. It's, it's, I'm thinking uh, my years were way off there. And then so dull he beat. Um, I had the second term of, uh, of, of Clinton, and then, uh, well, things changed again. Yeah, yeah. Because it sounds like a history lesson now. In, in 2000s when you had the, well, that, that's when Bush and Gore ran and everything went to hell. <laughs> Hanging chads. You know, I was surprised, you know, last week when we were talking about the election that how we just went back to that moment, too. Very close race, very close election, very close vote, and ultimately Florida um, handled it and awarded it to Bush. Yeah. Because Florida made the call on who was the president in 2000. And again, I say, why were they not using Scantrons? Why were they not? Remember, we had to poke the hole all the way through. Yeah. Scantron just had to color it in all the way. Yeah. They'd even show you how to do it. Yeah, now you use a Q-tip and push, push on the screen. I love George W. Bush. I love the guy. I love him. You know what? And, and people said he was one of the worst presidents we ever had during his presidency looking and back shortly thereafter. Now, but looking back, you have to give a president time to see how his record looks. Looking back, he was not as bad as people thought he was. As a matter of fact, he I think he did a pretty good job on a number of things. But he also didn't have Twitter. Yeah, there wasn't that. That could have been incredible. Now, the 24-hour news cycle was born because of Desert Shield, Desert Storm, oh, and yeah. O.J. Simpson, and Bill Clinton, and all that. That's what made the 24-hour news cycle a thing. So that was around for George W. Bush. But, yeah, we didn't get the Twitter until oh, around, when did Twitter launch? 2007, 2008? The, the tail end of him, or yeah. the election year, or maybe even after Obama had won. Yeah, God, I have no idea. But George W. Bush was a, a, just a guy who, he said a lot of funny things. He did a lot of funny things. Great facial expressions. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it, he, had to, he had a mess to navigate. He had some awful people with him on his side, on his team. He had some awful people against him, and there were some good people on both sides, too. Sure. And he had a, a really funny tendency to take very well-known you know, terms and phrases and just botch the hell out of them. Yeah, man. He was like President Yogi Berra. Fool me once. Joke's on me. Fool me a second time. Won't get fooled again. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Great. Put that in your butt and smoke it. You know, all these fun things. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think actually Fatboy was the one who said the latter. He, was, he always reminded me of the time that on, uh, on wrestling when Sid Vicious was mad at the Outsiders and he told Kevin Nash... Uh, I'm half the man, or I'm twice the man that you are, and I have half the brain that you do. 
Remember Mean Gene's look at him? I just died laughing, man. It was the best. Then he broke his leg in half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I guess the the big faux pas was the mission accomplished thing. You know, a lot of people hang their head on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you'd like a president to have some bravado, but people thought he had too much bravado. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I, I, I love him, though. Yeah, I, and... The, he, he didn't was, give a damn. He danced. He shook it. He didn't care. He got high with Harold Kumar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it was a movie. Who was it that smoked weed on the top of the White House? Uh, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. That would have been during Carter. Yeah, during Carter. But yeah, yeah, and then there were, I mean, there were plenty of bad things that went on. Like the intelligence community was, again, the Bushes have a strong connection to uh, the military industrial complex, the defense industry, and the oil industry. They always have as a Prescott familial, Bush. familial interest going way back. So that that led to a lot of, lot of, uh, the intelligence community too. They have strong ties too, because H. W. Bush, former CIA director, um, among other things, he did for them. So yeah, the intelligence community ran roughshod over the world during George W. Bush's administration. And they were using, and I don't want to even say Guantanamo the word. Bay. Harold Kumar made me think of that. Well, they, you know, there was uh, the Patriot Act. Various situations going on where they need to monitor. They needed to monitor monitor the intelligence not only internationally but inside our own borders because yes. After, various situations that were going on. The worst thing I think George W. Bush did was after 9-11, there was absolutely no leash on the intelligence community whatsoever. No. And they've been, doing, look, they've been doing a lot of bad things ever since they were flying in uh, plane loads of 747s full of cocaine from South America. In the and 80s. coffins. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Soldiers' they, coffins. They've always been up to some stuff, but then it was just do whatever you got to do, wherever you got to do to whoever you got to do it to. And then as a result of that, a lot of bad things happened that reflected poorly on George W. Bush because he was the president when it happened. Right. Yeah. I love the guy. Throw the, you know, the politics out the, out the window. Plus, you said a good point there too, Nine, is that we, we look at these presidencies, uh, President Jesus Louise, President Seas, mm-hmm. uh, in the moment. But then you look back years later, like, Mount Rushmore was not made, obviously, while they, they didn't make uh, Washington first and then wait on. You know, the, you you have to reflect back, and the time and the temperament changes. It does. It changes, I mean, quickly, rapidly, more so I'll than you realize. I'll tell you realize. this. I used to feel re- very differently about uh, Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. Very differently. Well, well, all the stuff they taught you about him in school was different from the truth. His teeth were not made of wood. Mm-hmm. No. no, and he didn't chop down the cherry tree. Well, it was Washington. That's right. Yeah. See, it was a test. Not old hickory. You you deserve to wear that red, white, and blue today. So yeah, we go from uh, George W. Bush that we we had the uh, eight more years of one president, two terms of of Obama, which everybody in the South was really pissed about. To a point, you know, that's one thing that I will I will say that there was some folks that surprised me. Yeah, yeah, there were. There was some folks that surprised me where I thought. I, I, I know some that said, you know what, I, I'm going to go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. I will leave this country. Well, they stayed here. Yeah, they did. They're still here. They are still here, yeah. And it was, uh, I mean, the, the last, again, it takes a while to look back on somebody and see what they managed to accomplish, but the last few years in American politics, it's a battle to get something done because there's no bipartisanship, and then the next guy tries to undo what you did. And you realize all the while it's about Congress. Yeah, and past them, it's really about Wall Street. 
Oh, well, that's, that's kind of the trickle down, but more than flipped anything upside else. down. That's about Wall Street, yeah. yeah. At the top, though, it's the C&I with the dollar bill. Yeah, I mean, I thought Obama <laughs> was a, a great charismatic speaker. I thought he was a, he's a hell of a leader. He had charisma. Yeah, he just has any, and the ability to lead as well. I, um, and he, he, he spent eight years fighting Congress. Yeah. And that's all I can really say about it this way. He's been eight years fighting Congress and governing by executive order like we do now. I will throw in the fact that I didn't appreciate him going around and apologizing, but that's just a small input of my thoughts. Well, you're going to be real mad next year. Well, I'll stay that way. <laughs> and I'll stay in this country fighting for that. Yeah, I will too, man. I'm not going anywhere. Um, if it's yeah. broke enough, we'll just fix it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then, like our infrastructure. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, interesting story. I remember as a, as a kid, I'm not trying to be funny either, but I remember my I, something came up about a, a mm-hmm. black president, and my dad said, I won't live to see a black president. Yeah. And, you know, like he died in the October uh, before Obama was, uh, you know, inaugurated in uh, in January. Man, that's why you can't say things like that. I know. Then they come true. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to live to see a midget president. I'm going to see all the presidents. I'm going to see all of them. See everyone. That's right. We're going then, to Disney World. No, that that could be bad to say, too, because that could mean there's only going to be like one or two more, and there's oh, something going to happen. Yeah. 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 I'll live, I'll live till I'm tired of living. Yeah, I'm going to see some presidents. There we go. And I'm not going to see some other ones. There you go. That's that's probably the other way to put it. Yeah, so then uh, after, after uh, we're running short on time here, so we'll just, I guess. Well, what do we, do we need to circle back over the last four years? I think everybody really remembers. And That's true. Everybody does really remember the last four years. It's still fresh in everybody's mind. Yeah, we, mind. Should, and we need to let that resonate a little bit. Everybody has really, really, really strong opinions one way or the other. I mean, as strong as people's opinions were when Obama was in office, boy, it ain't nothing like it is right now. Yeah, and looking at it from the same kind of lenses as, as we've looked at most of the presidents today through our lifetimes, I enjoy – Trump's voice. I could listen to Trump read a book of any type. I enjoy the way he does his hands and the way he does his look. I, I just enjoy that. I enjoy that a lot. It's very funny. Yeah. But then, but if I had my choice of any president to read a book to me on like Audible or whatever, it would be W for sure. It'd be W? Yeah. Because he'd flub some words and make it fun? Yeah. I mean, like Reagan would forget what page he was on. Well, Reagan would read you to sleep. He would call me mommy, though. Clinton would it would be a penthouse for him if it was Clinton. Call me daddy, Ron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> penthouse for him, sure. Yeah. Uh, who hasn't read those? H.W. Bush, just you wouldn't have any fun. It would just be monotone, no characters involved or anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Obama would just really inspire you, and you wouldn't want to go to bed. It wouldn't be a bedtime story. Oh, I don't know. You'd come away inspired. Ah, bull. Might shoot ball better. Did you see him sink that shot the other day on the news, the three-pointer? what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I want to see former presidents play one-on-one in basketball. Well, Obama would see. smoke them all. Well, look, all of them. You don't know. Most that. of them are dead. I heard he quit smoking. Listen, look, most of them are dead. The only ones alive are at least seventy-five years old. Can I tell you that this has been my favorite political conversation of twenty twenty? I think so. It's been my only favorite political conversation of twenty twenty. Yeah, and and I hope we don't get death threats over it. I did, we've not said, you know. We we reflected on more of the pop culture aspect and the the SNL aspect and the mannerisms and the not not nah, nah, yeah you know, mommy it's it that's the stuff that we remember and that's the stuff that uh, kind of holds on to their legacy because tell me something that Warren G Harding did <laughs> he was a president there was a school named after him in a movie big damn deal Michael Jackson had one too yeah I'm trying to remember what what movie or TV show had Warren G Harding High School. 
I don't know. But it was it was a, it was a big time movie or show. Had yeah. a school named after him. Yeah. Are you playing the the nine man match game right now? No, no. I just, just Orange G Harding High. Hmm. That's I all know. I know about him is that I've heard his name in a movie or TV show. Uh, the high school named after him. Let's just say it was the Truman Show for fun. Could have been. Could have okay. been. For some reason, I want to say it might have been Scream where they went to Warren G. Harding High School. Mm. But I don't think so. Yeah. Who knows? Look it up and tell us, please. That's what your homework will be. If you've enjoyed this episode, tell us. What was it that Warren G. Harding High School, allegedly? Uh, Ed Hardy High School, yes. Uh, it let us know. I tell you, it's. Uh, it, it's I don't want to say it's so much of a pleasure to do this show, but I enjoy doing it. I don't want to say it's too much of a pleasure because they won't pay us. What did you find? You looked it up. I found the answer. I'm not going to say now because you just told people to look it up, but I found the answer. Ah. Yep. Ah. Yep. yep. Well, there's a reason why you remember that. Yep, because I used to watch it 10 All times every Christmas. Long. Yep. Jimmy Jack Jackie, speak for yourself. Oh, Matthew, it's been fun. Thank you for listening to episode 14 of After Hours with the Rise Guys. If you like it, please tell people. Please share. Please give us a review. Yeah, it's like we're doing a reset with our careers in this way, an extension of the Rise Guys morning show. It's grassroots. Uh, please spread the word. If you enjoy this, we're not asking for payment. Nine likes nudes on Snapchat at nine from TRG. Uh, but you can uh, I do. I'm not gonna lie. you can support us by uh, spreading the word, okay? If you send a funny meme to your friends, spread this word to them and let them know about After Hours with the Rise Guys. That it? That, that's it? We just say thank you and leave now? Yes. Thank you and leave now. All right. Thank you. Leave now. Leave now. Now get the hell out of here. All right, get out. Time to close the doors on another episode of After Hours with the Rise Guys. Subscribe on Radio.com and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pass it around to your family and friends and other P1s. Thanks for listening. See you next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.